guys hello people good day how you doing how has it been welcome to day eight of 12 days of mental strength i know it's been a powerful time for those of you who have been following the series from day one up until day seven i'm sure it's been an enlightening series for you and in fact i was thinking that we are going to have to create a community around this because there is more work to do based on feedback and then based on how broad this subject actually is right we're going to continue our series on mental strength and i'm going to also be discussing something very profound today it is going to help you as a matter of fact this particular thing that we're going to look at today has applications in almost in fact every area of your life it is something that if you learn it's a habit that if you learn you're going to need it in every area of your life right so let's see how that goes now let me reiterate this now the purpose of this series is to help you develop mental strength it's as simple as that all of what happens in our lives you know especially within the domain of personal decisions can be linked to how strong our minds are if you have a strong mind you will have a strong life right mental strength simply reflects you know the network of efficient mental habits that we use on a daily basis you can define or describe how strong you are by how strong and useful your habits are you you are you are as strong as your weakest habit now let me say that again you are as strong as your weakest habit the reason is if anything will break it will break from the weakest point you will realize that if there are times when you broke down or you made some bad decisions or you did something that you regretted you will notice that the pressure came from that weakest side of you so you are as strong as your weakest habit and this is why it's important to develop very productive habits that will help us live, live our lives now all we've been learning so far are habits we can adopt you know and use those habits to strengthen our minds you know when we talk about mental health we are simply talking about mental strength so that's why i'm focusing on mental strength i'm focusing on the mental habits that we can develop you know to make our lives better <clears throat> now remember that your mind consists of your intellect your will and your emotions so that means that mental strength covers your iq that's your intelligence quotient your willpower and your emotional intelligence and so, and any make any sorry any mental breakdown you have or you have you experience in the past can be linked to either or all of these three areas your your iq your willpower or your emotional intelligence or a combination of the three now let's look at a very powerful concept that that concept is known as delayed gratification i know you've heard this before i know i mean some of you are experts in matters of delayed gratification now this particular subject was a subject i heard my dad teach over and over again he used to teach me you know sometimes when we have personal conversations or maybe when i'm about to make a decision 
I noticed that you know he talked to me so much about delayed gratification, delayed gratification, delayed gratification, and all that. And there's something I noticed about him, and my siblings will attest to this fact. There is no time you write a list of things you need, especially when you want to go back to school. There is no time <laughs> that you write a list of things that you need that my dad will not cut down the list. He must remove something from that list. And <laughs> the, to be honest, I never added extra money. I didn't pad my list. To be honest, I did not pad my list going to secondary school. I never padded my list. I didn't do all that. I was trying to be a very honest person, you know, a person of integrity. So I didn't pad my list. And this man will cut it down. And I'm like, why is, why is he doing this? So, and I mean, I didn't used to like it then. But, you know, over the years, you know, it taught me a very important lesson. And that lesson is that those things you think you need, you don't actually need all of them. And what you will notice, what I noticed is that when he cut down that list, at the end of the day, I didn't even, I didn't even feel like I'm missing out something. The things that I had at my disposal were enough for me. And it, it was a very powerful lesson to learn in retrospect. It's a very powerful lesson to learn in retrospect, sorry. You know, but then it wasn't funny because I need this, I need this. I can remember vividly one of the lists I wrote. I wrote that I needed brown and black polish. It was like, for what? What do you need the brown polish for? Black is enough. Or even, I can't remember if he said neutral, but I can remember him cutting down, you know, that list and he cancelled, I think, the the brown polish also. Yeah, and I was so angry. I mean, I was a, at that point, I was a senior student and you know, as a senior student, you want to show that, you know, you have this and you have that. But he cut it down and he taught me a very powerful lesson. You don't need everything. And some things can wait. And I can remember when I was trying to make a decision about the course to study and, you know, he was also trying to also teach me um, delayed gratification. And uh, if, I can, if I can remember vividly, one of the lessons, one of the examples that he gave me was, you know, for example, you have money to buy a car and that money is big enough to help you further your education. And he said, let's say I have money to buy a car. And I can buy the car, right? And then I have to also maybe do a master's or a PhD. Now, I know that for me to need a car, there may be certain comforts that I want to achieve or certain discomforts I want to avoid. And I can buy this car and forfeit the, edu- the higher education or get the higher education and then I- increase my skill and my employability so I can buy a car later. So he explained that and what he was trying to represent to me is that you can actually forgo something in quote valuable now for something more valuable later. And that when you do that, you notice that the, va- the, the, sorry, the value of that particular thing compounds over time. Let's say you have that money and you can put it in a low risk investment that will yield let's say 10% per annum. You will notice that at the end of that year, you will have more money than you know you had when you were about to invest it and that if you didn't invest it you might have squandered it in something that i mean you didn't really need so it, it taught me a very important lesson and i i saw how that that you know applies to ev- almost every area of our lives so in essence delayed gratification is the resistance or the ability to resist the urge to do something in the present 
that will grant you immediate pleasure or value of some sort in the hope of obtaining a more valuable and long-lasting reward in the long term. That's essentially what delayed gratification is, your ability to wait, your ability to defer something in the present so you can have more of it in the future. Now, the applications of this concept are very vast, right? It affects it affects almost every area of your life, your academics, you know, your health, your mind, and your relationships, right? I may not get into the details of how it affects your academics, your health, your mind, your career, your relationships. I won't get into that, but it affects almost everything, right? And, okay, let me give this example to further illustrate what delayed gratification looks like. Now, look at um, cutting down sugar, for example. Let's say you are now in your 30s. And <laughs> I don't know, for some reason, when you get to your 30s, you just suddenly realize that you're no longer young. And that, you know, 40, 50, 60 is actually closer than it was when you were 20. And then you want to cut down sugar. And, you know, cutting down that sugar also requires your willpower because, I mean, you've been taking sugar all your life. Let me say you're addicted to Coke, for example. You like to drink Coke, Coca-Cola, and, you know, you now want to cut it down because you suddenly realize that you're 30 and you need to watch how you eat, right? So, deciding to cut down that sugar so that you can have a healthier 50s, 60s, 70s is an example of an exercise in delayed gratification. Now, but there's this thing that happens to us usually when we want to, you know, change a habit. Let's say you're trying to cut down coke and you're like, okay, I'll start tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes, you're like, well, I'm still 30. Maybe when I get to 31, I'll start. And then you keep pushing it and you keep pushing it and you keep pushing it. And, you know, there's something we forget that whatever you do to the body, the body never forgets. In fact, I usually say that the body is the most vengeful organism on the surface of the earth. Whatever you do to this body, it will remind you in the next 10, 20 years. Right? And, you know, because we overestimate our chances of survival or success, we think we'll be fine. And then we keep doing that thing until maybe the doctor tells us that, man, you're having an issue because of too much sugar. And then you now realize, you now look back and realize that you had an opportunity to cut it down, right? So delayed gratification can also help you in different areas, especially in your mental health and even in your physical health. That is, you know, how powerful delayed gratification is. So let me give a specific application because I can't go deep into all, you know, the areas Concerning what we're discussing, there is a particular area I want to pivot on, and that is in terms of developing mental strength, developing mental resilience. Now, there is a gap between thought and action, or thought and behavioral response. Yes, there is a gap. You will notice that whenever a thought comes into your mind, there is always a gap between when you think it and when you act it out or a gap between action and reaction let me say someone does something to you there is always a gap no matter how small between when that thing happened and when you responded now higher stress higher stress levels you know anxiety anger is always linked to a shorter gap between that thought and that action or that action and that reaction People who have higher stress levels, people who have higher anxiety levels, people who have higher anger or higher expression, higher, higher expressions of anger 
usually have shorter wait time. The shorter gap, they have short gaps between thought and action. They have shorter gaps between action and reaction. Now, learning to allow time to pass for that emotion to subside before you speak or before you act is what gives you mastery or makes you a master of that particular gap. What makes you mentally strong is that your, the gap between thought and action, action and reaction is actually very, very huge. Yes. The more you do it, the more mastery you have until it does not even require conscious effort for you to stay calm. As a matter of fact, being calm is a superpower. Being calm is having a longer gap between thought and action or a longer gap between action and reaction. And the ability to act when you are not burning, when you are not burning, your ability to act when you are not burning, when you've settled down, when you've you know, calmed your mind down is what actually makes you a stronger person. So part of what strengthens your mind is your ability to wait or to increase the time between thought and action or between action and reaction. Now, a lot of people believe that that action that they are about to take or that point they they are about to make, right, will not make sense if they wait. Or let me put it like this. A lot of people believe that that their points that they're trying to make or that action they're trying to take will only make sense when it is still hot. Now, let me say this. A point or an action that is not valid when you are calm is not valid when you are hot. If you cannot make that point when you are still... Sorry, if you cannot make that point when you are calm, then you shouldn't make the point at all. If you cannot take that action when you are calm, then you shouldn't take that action at all. If the point or the action is not valid when you are calm, then it is not valid when you are hot. If you cannot wait for time to pass, right? If you cannot wait for time to pass for you to act, right? If you cannot wait for that time to pass for you to act in a more balanced state, then that action or that thing you're about to say will put you in more, more trouble. And what you notice is that the more you act out in that your hot state, it weakens your body. Now, there's something I want you to start observing from today. Observe what part of you becomes weak when you are hot or when you act impulsively. Notice what part of your body or your mind, or notice what part of you rather, gets weaker when you do that. Especially when you have an outburst or when you do something impulsively, right? Notice what part of you gets weak. For some people, it's their head. For some people, it's their eyes. For for some people, it's their their legs. For some people, it's their hands. For some people, it's their heart. And for some people, it's some other parts of their body. If you notice that part of you that gets weak when you act impulsively or maybe when you have an outburst or when you do things impulsively, that it is a sign of the part of your body that that can easily develop a disease yes if it's your head that gets weaker then you can easily develop a headache if it's your eyes that get weaker you can easily develop same problems if it's your leg that gets weaker you might have you know issues with stamina 
I want you to notice that I'm telling you that there is a link between your, your physical health and the way you respond and the way you react. If you notice that you have palpitations a lot in your heart, notice it. Chances are that you have a lot of high outbursts of you know, anger or emotional reactions. So as you develop mental strength, you realize that your body even becomes stronger. As you become mentally weak, your body becomes weaker because there is a relationship between your body and your mind. Not being able to delay gratification is a form of self-inflicted emotional abuse. Now, you might think that emotional abuse is only when it involves how someone treats you. No. Emotional abuse is also how you treat yourself. Emotional abuse is also when you make decisions that are detrimental to your mental health. For example, when you have the habit of outbursts, for example, you are, you are being emotionally abusive to yourself. You let those chemicals inside of you to go on overdrive. And the way the body was designed is the body was designed to operate better in a homeostatic balance when you are balanced in your body. When you are not high or low, when you are just balanced. But you abuse yourself emotionally when you always let your emotions go on overdrive, when you have outbursts or things like that. So emotional abuse is not only when people abuse emotionally, it's also when you abuse yourself emotionally, when you make a lot of impulse decisions, when you have a lot of outbursts, when you don't develop that gap between thought and action, between action and reaction. Your body is usually healthier when everything is at equilibrium. Now, yes, emotional emotional abuse is, is also when someone treats you a certain way. For example, emotional abuse is when someone or even you try to compel someone else against their will, when especially when you know their stance or their standard on that matter by taking advantage of their vulnerability towards you, right? Another word for it is manipulation and blackmail. Right? When you do that to others, it's emotional abuse. When you do that to yourself, it's emotional abuse. And that is also a sign of mental weakness. So delayed gratification is also an antidote to emotional abuse. And I want you to think about this. In terms of how you treat yourself, in terms of how, how you treat other people, in terms of what you say to people, in terms of what they say to you, right delayed gratification is an antidote to all those things you'll notice that there are there are certain issues you wouldn't have had if you just waited one hour or maybe one day so if you want to see better results in your mental health if you want to see better results in your finances in your relationships your academics practice more of delayed gratification as a matter of fact if you want to have healthier children Teach them delayed gratification very, very early. If you allow them to get what they want all the time, you will destroy them. As a matter of fact, a lot of people now are the way they are because their parents were afraid to teach them delayed gratification. Their parents were afraid to tell them no. And, you know, most parents are afraid of maybe their children throwing tantrums. A tantrum will not kill them. And you don't always need to feel helpless when they shout up and down. I mean, you don't have to negotiate with terrorists, right? And what you need to realize is that women, sorry, I say women, children, sorry, children are just natural terrorists. They know how to get what they want. It's as if, you know, children are born with that skill to just manipulate something out of you. 
you must learn how not to succumb to that because if you don't teach them delayed gratification right they are going to become adults who are very impulsive who are impatient who don't have self-control who cannot regulate themselves right so you need to teach your children that and you need to also relearn and teach yourself in case you didn't learn it while you were growing up but it's important for you to know that delayed gratification will help you mentally if you can develop the ability to wait even if it's just one hour or some minutes before you respond you will notice a significant improvement in your mental health if you are used to outburst if you are used to just acting immediately you are going to weaken yourself a lot and it's going to affect you generally as a person now there are some exercises sorry there are some there are some exercises that you can start with in the practice of delayed gratification right there are some of them now they look so simple that you may think they don't work but if you practice them over and over again you will see that you are beginning to develop you know the ability to delay gratification and it also involves your sex life it also involves your finances it involves almost everything you actually need to learn that delayed gratification because discipline will save your life discipline will save your life your ability to restrain yourself your ability to say no sometimes will actually save your life so for, for example when you want to make a decision this is one of the things you can do for when it comes to decision making especially when it comes to financial decisions first of all let me say this the way you spend your money is tied to your emotional intelligence if you if you do not have control over your emotions you're going to spend more as a matter of fact people's wealth profile is tied to their emotional profile the way you behave towards money is a reflection of your emotional intelligence whether you have self-control or not so money is tied a lot to the way you relate with your emotions or the way you handle your emotions the way you spend is actually tied to that a lot if you're an impulsive person, if you're an angry person and an an impatient person, you will notice that your finances are the same. So one of the ways to actually know people's emotional profile is how they use money. Yes, that's a shortcut. If you want to know the way you are emotionally, check the way you use money. It will tell you a lot about yourself. So when it comes to maybe financial decisions or maybe just general life decisions, learn to delay that decision by at least three hours or three days between three hours to three days now you, you can do between one hour to one day but i just chose three hours right you can delay that decision between three hours to three days as a matter of fact you can actually wait three months if it's not a door if it's not a life or death matter i don't believe well i may be wrong but i don't believe that that uh, there are so many things in life that are a life or death situation I believe that if anything is a life or death situation, it means that it actually involves the risk of physical death. If that thing does not involve the risk of physical death, then it can wait for at least three hours or three days. So practice delaying your decisions for three hours to three days to three months to three years, depending on what decision it is. But the point is that before you make a decision, practice waiting. And then while you wait, look for more information, seek counsel seek advice before you make a decision because there's something you might not be seeing so if you want to act immediately you know you might make a lot of bad decisions a lot of these people that scam people depend on their their lack of emotional intelligence 
you know you notice that they rush you you know if somebody wants to scam you you know sometimes they rush you now there is the kind of scamming that involves playing the long game yeah those ones are ogs do you get but most of these you know scammers they, you know they, they they use haste you know to push you and things like that and because people are afraid when they don't see when all the cards are not on the table you know they can get into you know a, a frenzy of you know trying to make decisions that you know are not beneficial to them so if you can delay that decision by some days or some hours you would you would begin to learn how to delay gratification or make better decisions now the number two exercise that you can begin to do to help you out is this it may sound simple but it can actually help now if you are someone who is addicted to coke or soda whichever one it's the same thing If you, are the, if you are someone that is addicted to coke or maybe there is, some, there is a particular thing you like to eat, you like it so much, you, you buy it all the time. If you are addicted to anything, right, food or coke, or when it has to do with edible stuff, right, not things that will hurt your body, like fatally, but maybe say, let me say food, maybe ice cream, pizza, coke, things like that. Let's, let's say you buy a bottle of coke and it takes you five minutes to finish it. Try taking it in small doses over a period of one to three hours. Let me say you buy a Coke and normally it takes you five minutes to finish. Part of the ways you can begin to learn delayed gratification is to see if you can take that Coke that you normally take in five minutes for just one hour. Maybe pour yourself a drink and then after some minutes, you take another one. After some minutes, you take another one. Try and see if you can finish it in one hour instead of in five minutes. Yes. Now, record how you feel about your ability to do that. Now, if you can do it repeatedly for 7 to 21 days and record how that affects you generally, then it will give you an encouragement, you know, to begin to learn how to delay stuff. If you're the type that maybe it takes you um, 10 minutes to consume food, for example, you can see, well, you can just practice to see if you can do it in 15 minutes. Right? I know there are situations where you have to just finish food fast because you have to go somewhere. But actually practice consuming these things at a slower rate. It will help you develop the patience. You can try it out. It's a very good exercise. Another exercise that you can do is this. When someone upsets you and you are used to quick responses, quick outbursts, right? You can tell the person, you know what, I will answer you in three hours and maybe walk away or end the conversation. Practice delaying your response for at least three hours. You can start with 30 minutes. You can start with one, you can start with one hour. You can start with 30 minutes. You can even extend it as much as three hours, right? You are doing this to help yourself, you know, to develop the muscle, the mental strength to be able to slow yourself down before you make statements or make decisions or act in a certain way that you regret for the rest of your life, right? So you can, you can, also, you can also practice that. Another exercise that you can do is this. When you are about to buy something, ask yourself, if I don't buy it today, will I still need it in one year? If I don't buy it today, will I still need it in one year? Ask yourself that question. Or you can say, if I don't buy it, will I die? (laughs) Or will will something suffer? Now, there there are things... That if you don't buy, you might die. Especially if, for example, if you're asthmatic, you have to buy your inhaler. Not things like that. 
there are things that if you don't buy, you will not die. So ask yourself, if I don't buy this thing, will I die or will something suffer? Now, if you will not die, if you, if that, if not having that particular thing will not affect your health, your relationship, your work negatively, your career negatively, if you will not still need that thing in one year, then don't buy it. You can actually wait. If it, if, if, not having that thing will kill you the next moment if not having it will kill you then you can buy it but if you still be alive then you don't really need it so when you begin to do these things and begin to practice delayed gratification you will notice that you become stronger and even you know when, when it comes to dealing with your emotions you know it becomes stronger it becomes better so that thing that you're about to buy right now that thing that you feel that impulse to buy Someone, someone is about to buy a makeup kit that they don't need for business. Um, I mean, you, you still have some you are using, but you still want to buy another one just in case. Just because you have money to spend. Don't buy it. Don't buy it. You can use your natural face for a while. You can't hate the face your mama gave you now. So, <laughs> the point is be patient. Now, that's on the light on the but you, you don't have to buy everything that you see. You don't have to buy everything that you see you can actually delay gratification right delayed gratification helps you a lot you're not going to die right you're not going to die so you can actually wait a bit more before you make that decision and one thing you need to remember is that if you're rushing you will rush out always learn to pace yourself always learn to pace yourself you're about to get into a relationship pace yourself take another three three to six months pace yourself and see where the conversation leads you, right? Before you make any promises, pace yourself. Have conversations, right? And don't just rush into it just because you see something standing before you that you feel you cannot resist. And some people who, you know, have that urge to just, you know, touch people or get into relationships just because they see something beautiful standing before them. Your problem is impatience. Your problem is that you lack self-control. You can actually become better. You can actually learn how to delay yourself. Now, when you notice those things that your body needs, when you notice those things your body needs, you know, you, you you need it now, you can actually start to practice saying no to yourself. If you practice saying no to yourself and actually practice saying no to people, right, you become stronger. Remember, you are as strong as your weakest habit. If you can practice delayed gratification today in the way you respond, in the way you spend, in the way you act, in the way you you deal with people and in the way you deal with yourself, you will notice that you become a stronger person mentally. So today... Start to practice delayed gratification and you will see an improvement in your mental health, right? So practice these exercises and let me know how it goes. So I'll see you day nine.